Sweat. I said sweat. Listen, I want to open the podcast today with CNC Music Factory. Brad, would you? Just add a little. I'll I mean, that. you're yeah. forcing his hand. Sweat. I said sweat. Listen. In the 80s and 90s, you didn't have to pour your heart out like fucking Phoebe Bridgers. You could just be like, <laughs> I said dance! Now sweat! That's yeah, all you had to do. You sweat. didn't have to write a memoir for every record. No. You could just um, <laughs> you could just say command music! people to, to undergo basic bodily functions. Literally, that, the lyrics are like, music is my life! I said sweat! Sweat! <laughs> I just, I, for the listener, I want to point, <laughs> point something out, which is Brad cued us that we were rolling for this intro and there was a split second where Rachel's face changed before (laughs) she started singing and all I could think was oh fuck here it comes that's all you have is a split second and it it was really just sudden but but it was almost as if it was moving in slow motion I do have to say that it's like the moment stretched out get with it one of the lyrics of that song is like I'm a squirrel looking for a nut now move your butt. Like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm a squirrel looking for a nut. Now move your butt. What? I'm a squirrel looking for a nut. Oh my god. Well, I said sweat. This is certainly an intro for the Side Talks <laughs> podcast. Um, Music is our life. Rather in character, I think it's safe to say. Oh, Who are you? Before um, we lose another listener, let's go. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. We, we generally talk about movies, but... We do make detours into CNC Music Factory from time to time. Everybody dance now! Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Oh, man. I just did that intro to, to try to distract from the fact that I know I'm about to lose this fight. Well, it I was know distracting. I am. It's fine. Um, so this is a five-minute five minute fight. fight. Um, we're going to jump right into this. Today we're fighting about um, Wonder Woman herself, Gal, Gal Gadot. Um, Gal Gadot, am I wrong? Gal Gadot. Okay, it's well, I like, an Israeli I think, thing. Oh, okay. I, th- I, you know, my preference is Gadot, but, you know, what can you do? We're you, should, about- you should tell her next time Next oh, time you text her. Um, okay. This, this is about the politics. It, that's what this is, isn't it, right? Isn't that right, Corey? Not with You're, me, no. Okay. I, All right, you know, sure? her politics are her politics, okay. whatever. Okay. Um, a lot of people have really strong feelings about that. I'm saying this. She's admittedly terrific in Wonder Woman, the ding, 2017 ding, ding. original film. Amazing. But perfect, every, perfect other, cast. every other performance she has ever given is terrible. No, boo, no. She's terrible. She is the, the, the premise of this fight is whether or not she is a good actress. And after the one-two punch of Wonder Woman 1984, which is a movie I like more than most people, but that she feels awfully adrift in and red notice, which is one of the worst things ever made. um, She has proven that she doesn't have it, that perhaps her great performance in wonder woman was the result of her being well cast because she's a weirdo who's never spoken to human beings before who probably lived on an Island somewhere for most of her life. So let me ask you, Corey, who else is in red notice? Uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. And somehow before I'm heading off this question, because oh, you know. know what, you you wouldn't come you wouldn't come down so hard on certain other people who are in really bad movies. You would just say, oh yes, the content is bad. The no, script all was of it's bad. bad. But she, but she, you you you're always defending people. Here's the thing about Red Notice, though. It is a movie that is underwritten to such a degree that it has to coast on the so-called charisma of its three lead actors, okay. none of whom display any charisma at all. So do you call Ryan Reynolds a bad actor? I 
I'm getting to that point, honestly. I okay. don't know that but, he's but, but super no convincing. But there's no question that, that, you're, that Gal Gadot, Gadot, there's no question to you for you that, that she's a bad actor. You, yeah. You're just straight. But, no, but Ryan I, Reynolds look, gets it, a pass. It takes me a really long time to get to that point. And yeah. I see what you're doing. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm arguing. This, that's what this is. This is a debate. No, but the, the point that you're trying to steer toward, which is that I would be harder on her because she's a supermodel blockbuster actress. Or just than because I would she's be. not one of your babies that you keep in your pocket. No, I look, I am very generous toward like actors Mr. Timothy and Chalamet. actresses. Um, he's good though. That's the that's the difference. He is actually charismatic when mm, called upon to be. He overacts on a lot of stuff. But this isn't it's, a Timothy Chalamet fight. Okay. We're fighting about but Gal my, Gadot, but, who but has never overacted because she's never like un, she she just underacts. You're the whole skimming time. over my point, okay. which is that you let a lot of people get away with a lot. Of that I have one tiny little flamingo leg to stand on here, and that is that is that you let people go all the time, but for being in bad movies and uh-huh. being bad in bad movies, but it's okay because it's the bad movies fault. You defend defend people right and left that don't deserve a defense that are um, not good at their jobs and you have even admitted you started this argument by saying that she's great as wonder woman and that's not a, that that's not a little thing no it's not you you have to have possess some degree of charisma to carry a movie that size and not let it get lost in all the mess but I would say that she is actively bad as Wonder Woman in the mm. three other movies in which she's been Wonder Woman. Well, I don't. You know, I have to admit, I've only seen bits and pieces of the of the what is the one that not the not nineteen eighty four or whatever. She's she's introduced in Batman versus Superman, okay. and then she's in the Justice League movie. So I've only seen bits and pieces of those movies, which I would argue that if she's bad in it, she is certainly not the only one. No, there are other she, people who I'm sure not. you would of defend in other films or as an actor in general that are bad in that. And I do think that she. I will say though that she is. She is okay. I mean, maybe it, I think nineteen eighty. What Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is that right? Yeah. Uh, that's not. A, it's clearly, this is an argument we've had before. That is not as good of, of a film as the first one. Right. But I have argued that it's as, just as good as a bunch of other superhero bullshit that's out there. And mm. I don't think she's bad in it. I think she's just fine in it. I think she's it, she's okay. at the same level that the script is at. Well, okay. So you're swaying me on that point. At least. But look, I mean, Red Notice by itself is enough to kill your enthusiasm, whatever is left, for her as an actress, for Ryan Reynolds, for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, for cinema itself. Is, is anyone I mean, it good is, in it that is, film? No. I mean, it's just those three, there you, go. you know, with canned little quips. and But like she, she is – She took the she paycheck. Is, mm, okay. Which but, a lot of actors take the then paycheck. Let me, let me revise then my position here okay, somewhat, which is – Perhaps she is not a bad actress, but I have yet to be convinced that she is a good actress, and she's skating on thin ice. Well, let me, let me she's come made off, a lot of bad choices. I'll come off the defense real quick here just at the very end, and I'm sorry for going over a little bit. But I would say that I think she is good in Wonder Woman. I think she has an incredible presence. I think that she does take bad content, but that we can't – if we're going to not judge her on the content like we do with others, uh-huh. that you know we're, we should accept her and embrace her and simply say we hope she does better. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I really can't argue with that. I really can't argue with that. But she burned me pretty bad with that red yeah, notice. Yeah, you're pretty I'll mad you about that. red notice. But then you just got to be mad at, at The Rock, and you got to be mad at oh, that, little, um, that little man. What's his name? The I'll, I'll tell Ryan you this Reynolds. much. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Death on the Nile, the new uh, Agatha Christie thing? I haven't. Well, she's in it. she look bad in it? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll I'm going to go we'll see, see that movie. We'll see. It has um, noted cannibal Ryan, uh, Army Hammer in it. I almost said oh. Ryan Reynolds. Was he cast before or after the Oh, this the movie was shot women? like... 
four years ago. Okay. So, <laughs> so he was he was actively cannibalizing women, but we didn't know it yet. Yeah, one one presumes. Okay. Think about how much that is happening other places that we don't know of right now. Right. That's not actors. Army Hammer. Yeah. I mean, none of us, for instance, <laughs> Andrew are. Garfield's my number one suspect. Never mind. I'm um, not going to finish that sentence. Okay, so to start uh, off, uh, we all lose points because we were all mistaken about the pronunciation. Even I thought it was Gal Gadot. Uh, turns out it is Gadot, as in it rhymes with tote. That's, uh, kind, of the, that's okay. kind of the worst, actually. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a happy <laughs> medium that's not very happy. Yeah. Um, okay, so she is great as that fish out of water type when that's the role, when that is the role. But specifically, it's because of her strange acting decisions and kind of Tommy Wiseau type delivery. Um, but that happens to be present in every movie, regardless of the role. Um, she could be in a Terminator movie as the Terminator. Oh, I um, bet that'd be cool, actually. And I don't think I'm going <laughs> on a, a great limb idea, here. <laughs> Someone should do it. Somebody write this man a check. <laughs> Might be a hot take, no pun intended, but if she were any less attractive than she is, she wouldn't be getting these huge roles. Um, and plus, she was in the Imagine video, uh, so oh, that was bad. That was bad. That was really bad. Yeah. That was um, Corey wins by like three million points here. Whatever, Sam. <laughs> I even softened but my position so, near the end. I know. He even Brad. Can we have a note here that Corey even gave in, and Sam still came down and and on me, and it, Corey won. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, That's right? I'm mad. I'll take it. Of course you will. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, uh, of, uh... <laughs> Man, that's weird. Man, that's weird. Is it? I've what? got a, I've got a weird one for you today. I'm ready for it. Let's hear it. So you saw Licorice Pizza. I did. I saw Licorice Pizza. And a, a little fact in Licorice Pizza stuck with me, as I'm sure it stuck with you, and you may know where I'm headed with this, and I that think. is to talk a little bit about pinball. Oh, no, that's not where I thought you were headed with this, but I am curious to hear yeah. about this. So I was like, wait a minute. And this isn't giving anything away in the film. I don't. There's no spoiler alert here, but there is uh, something that comes up in the film, and that is that pinball was – Outlawed. It had been was illegal. In it's classified Los as gambling. I yes. think the the film tells us in Los Angeles and in in the course of the film, you know, there's a it's a, it's going to come back, right? It's yeah. going to come. Back. And so I, I did a little. I wouldn't call it a deep dive, a little narrow dive on whether or not this was actually you know f- factual, and I assumed it was, and, and indeed it was. In 1939, actually, pinball games were and this is the thing pinball games marble boards and scoop claws in the city of los angeles were completely outlawed i don't know what a scoop claw is but that sounds i think that might be like, one a, of, claw like, a, game? like the claw game oh those should be outlawed you know oh are you kidding me i'm yeah. a claw i would Down be very upset i'm really good at the claw game well i can win you a little you know smiley face stuffed animal i wish or, somebody would yeah well i will i'm re- i'm very good at it i'm a little out of practice though because you know covid kind of outlawed all that kind of oh that's true that that, that tom tom thievery is that how you say it tom, sure tom foolery tom foolery same difference I, we should, tom thievery is tom thievery a is a good one i yeah. say we evolve it so tom foolery <laughs> was outlawed by covid um anyway so i need to get back on my game but back to pinball even though the claw game was part of this whole rigmarole. Yeah. So it was outlawed in 1939. Um, and yeah, apparently, you know, they, it was considered to be gambling. It was considered there was some bets being placed. Uh, many of the games, many of the pinball machines were destroyed, sadly. Uh-huh. I lost a lot of pinball machines at that time with sledgehammers. And um, there were actually people were arrested for this. Um, and so, you know, we get we get the first coin operated just to give you a little bit of, a little more more context here. We get our first coin operated machine in 1931. 
So this is not so this long is a, after this is that. eight years or so after. But a re- another really interesting fact is that we actually don't get flippers on pinball machines until 1947. That's so fascinating. So what are we doing here? How does the game a, work? It's a full-on just you you shoot and the ball just goes. It just lands where it's it lands. Literally, no no skill whatsoever. So it's kind of like the the plinko game on the Price Is Right. Right. You okay. drop it and, and you hope it lands properly. And so you know there were there were a lot of people who were there's sort of a moral 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 outrage about uh, about pinball because there was this sort of thought that you know it's it's encouraging gambling and people were placing bets on these games. And so you know the, there were some some parlors some pinball parlors that would give away prizes. Uh huh. And that was another thing that was considered sort of gambling and, and you know nasty. Uh, you know some of the prizes were actually jewelry or china. Okay. So you can kind of see where that might go. So these, you know, these gaming things were, you know, that was the other thing is that schools and were, were kids were stealing, you know, coins to play yeah, and were skipping yeah. school to play, all things that, you know, it doesn't take much to, to you know, seduce a, a small child, as you know, as a teacher, away from school to, you know, get into some some you know, riffraff. Yeah, I mean, if it's not pinball, it'll be violent video games, uh, hard drugs, and sex. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's pinball all part. Is of, it's, a, I can, it's I can on attest. the, it's on the same path. It's uh, on pinball's the same a path. ladder drug. Uh, so yeah, there was a, you know, school children are being encouraged to skip school kind of thing. A lot of this actually comes from the fact that the vast majority of pinball games were manufactured in Chicago. Mm. Which, if you know anything about Chicago in the 1940s, this was uh, paradise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're a, an automatic weapon, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it's coming out of a place that you know a lot of organized crime. So that was attached to it, and, and clearly, you know, part of the there was no way that that anything manufactured in Chicago didn't have that hand, so to speak, touch it. So that is where that's part of where the stigma was Got coming it. from. Got it. And Los Angeles wasn't the only place. I mean, New York; these were outlawed in New York. So L.A. was, you know, was not was not alone in this. And I had I had really no as somebody as a pinball machine owner. That's I had, true. I had no idea. Your your very home is a den of iniquity because yeah, of the of pinball machine. I mean, I'm I'd like to skip this podcast right now to play. So anyway, it you know it also kind of makes sense why there was such a resurgence and a and a big boom in pinball in the 1970s. We come back strong when you come back with flippers. Now now let me let me ask yeah. you something, and and perhaps this didn't come up in your research, but it, but it makes me curious. I wonder if pinball machines in in 1960s, say L.A., are illegal in private residences. I mean, your oh, yeah, pinball machine made me think of that. Like, if one of these Holly weird, um, you know, liberals decides they want to order a pinball machine and put it, you know, next to their, I don't know, uh, altar to Satan or whatever down in their their little dungeon. Um, would they be forbidden from doing so? I don't know the answer to that, so we'll have to come back with a retraction. All I can tell you is that this the rule was reversed in 1974. It was not reversed for the reasons that you see yeah. in the in the film necessarily, but it was it was reversed. So we we did get they did LA did get its pinball back in 1974. I would imagine that you know for people with you know lots of money coming out of their pockets that would have only made the allure of having a pinball machine at home. Even you know stronger. That's true. Yeah, it's so. it's the forbidden, um, the fruit of the forbidden tree. Yeah. So licorice um. pizza bringing us uh, <laughs> completely licorice pizza bringing us you know some some actualities. I'll I'll tell you what I thought you were going to come with, which okay. is, I mean, this would be not only um, appropriate for several man that that's weird segments, but p- potentially an entire podcast spinoff, which is the Adventures of John Peters. Yeah. 
played memorably by Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Uh, that guy is a real maniac. And we'll, maybe we'll do that in a future one because that is actually more connected to film anyway. This is this kind of comes out of a film but and of course connected to the 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 motherland, right? To to Los Angeles. But as I discovered, not just to Los Angeles, so. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love pinball? Yeah. And man, it's weird that that was outlawed. See what I did with that? I do. Brought it right back. Great job. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic, William and Stephen Baldwin. Okay. Um, Not Alec. You don't get Alec on this podcast. Uh, that's that's You get fair. Willie and Stephen. Which one is the one that does the church circuit, the mega church circuit? Is it either one of those? Is I it think Daniel? it's Stephen. Maybe it's Stephen. Oh, we're going to have to retract. Oh, I think it's Stephen. There's so many Baldwins, y'all. Oh, we got one too many. Wow. We got a few too many. Um, I could have just said the Baldwin <laughs> brothers, but then, you know, what do you do with that? So, so um, pick a Baldwin, you know, yeah. to save, you know. Daniel. You got to put one Baldwin on, on your arc, you, yeah. but only one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. it's it's Maybe a, I'm going Billy. That's a tough choice. It is. It's hard to pick only one Baldwin. Don't pick Alec right now. Whoosh. That's dark times. Ooh. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, thank you to Boutwell Studios. Thank you to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. Um, they're in downtown Birmingham serving me coffee every couple of days. Yep. I love it. Yep. You'll love it, too, if it's, you can get a it's cup really, of coffee It is really stellar coffee. And, I mean, man, they sponsor us. That makes them really cool. So cool. Um, we're online at SidewalkFest.com or on social media at SidewalkFilm. That's where you can see showtimes for what's playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. A lot of cool stuff coming up, y'all. For reals. we got Flea coming up really, really soon now. Excellent. Yeah, and it may actually might even be playing at the time that this airs. That's exciting. It's, it's a soon. really great movie. A couple of really cool docs. One about uh, skiing and the other about climbing. But yeah. both are cold weather, perfect for this month, even though just a little hint today is beautiful. Yeah, it's very um, temperate outside. Alabama weather, y'all. It can turn on any minute and we could get a blizzard. And that seems to be in the hopper for this oh, weekend. Great. Well, not the blizzard part. It's just going to be cold. Damn. Why are we going to save that for the weekend, y'all? That, hey, that is exactly what I said before you got here. That is exactly Bullshit. what I was saying to Sam uh, before you got here. Who's it's responsible? A, it's, a, it's a waste of uh, uh, ice, icy weather. I know. All right. Bye. 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 Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.